Hi, and welcome to Health, Wealth and the Pursuit of Happiness, a podcast that will empower you to live a more inspired life and find real freedom. Each episode, Mark Dale Mazer and Aries Jimenez discuss best life practices, covering topics ranging from health and well-being, to true wealth and our relationship to money, to understanding what real freedom and happiness really is. They provide tools and a system for helping you live a balanced, authentic life in complete harmony with your mind, body and soul. Fellow podcast listeners, thank you for joining us. We are going to talk today about a very precious commodity, one that we all have only a finite amount of time for as spiritual beings in a human body because a human body does eventually expire. And so what we wanted to do today, and we agreed on this, didn't we? I believe we did. I believe we did. So we have progressed on this podcast in season one to bring our audience to a point of understanding what a big vision and a true vision might be for their lives. Where do we go from here? That's the question. Because we all want to achieve that big vision. We all want to get to the true vision. And so we have identified five key areas of your life that you have some control over that you need to master. Let's discuss and give the audience an idea of exactly what those five key items are. They're time and energy. We also have money or financial resources, relationships, and last but not least, your skills and your talents. And your gifts. And your gifts. Absolutely. Those are the big five. And so today's topic is on time. How we need to master time. What does that even mean? Can you even master time? Is that possible? I think you can. At least for the waking hours, I think you can have some level of control over that. Yeah, so why why is time important? That'll be something that I'll want to dig into. So, Mark, for you, you had mentioned that it's limited. And it's limited to what? 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And on top of that, it's limited in the sense that you have these life expectancy tables or these tools that tell you based off of your age and all these other criteria how long they anticipate you living till which is pretty interesting it's a bummer dude you're bringing me down (laughs) (laughs) we're going to be exploring that that's going to be an interesting conversation right there it will be it's a good one the thing with time is once it's gone you can never get it back yeah that's very true and that's why it's important for us to really help you become aware of the impact time is going to have on you achieving your big vision. This is something that we may not give a lot of attention to because we sort of take it for granted. But um, in this episode, we're going to explore time, why it's important. Then we're going to talk about how you also need to have a little bit of a, a clear vision of what time is going to mean for you. And then what are the opportunities in front of you? And what are some of the obstacles? What are areas that you need to be a little enlightened about regarding time? And then two more. 
little sections and segments. Being knowledgeable, which brings you an empowerment and an awareness of the impact time's having on you achieving your big vision. Lastly, we want you to feel empowered and to execute on that big vision and take control of the time factor. Because if you do that, you are going to give yourself one humongous boost and a big step to a great future. Inspired, purposeful, I'm guessing happy. Speaking of happiness, yes. as we were prepping for the this episode and I was doing research, I came across you know an article. And in that article, when it referenced and mentioned that, that people that value their time more than pursuing money are happier. So, I believe it. So considering that title of our podcast is Health, Wealth, and the Pursuit of Happiness, I think it's only natural that we need to have a conversation about time. Yes, sir. And how we spend that time and how does that equate to living a happier, more fulfilled life. For sure. Let's begin. So when I was looking into the definition of time, I mean, there's a number of different definitions there, but none of them just sounded great. And so instead of giving a definition of time, I think when I think about time, one thing that comes to mind is time can be a way to measure what a person does with their life, right? Time is a big component in that equation, right? And I don't know what that equation is. We can probably dig into that in a future episode. But, you know, time plus minus this divided by whatever equals basically your life. Yeah. Right. And so with that, we want to make sure that when we're not only being intentional with our time, but we're also hopefully um, being a lot more inspired with our time. And so, you know, with that, I don't know if there was anything else that you'd like to add, Mark. What comes to mind for you as we explore this, this whole concept of time? Well, I look at it like for the remaining number of hours, let's just say I have on the planet, what am I doing with my time? And having, I guess, realized that I've spent the better part of my adult life not being real thoughtful about time. And I look back at my life and I think, wow, had I been a little bit more thoughtful, have I been a little bit more focused, had I been a little bit more intentional with how I was living? Had I been a little bit more in touch with my inner being and my inner voice and been a little bit more proactive in pursuing that, that curiosity I always had, I feel like I'd be probably 20 years ahead of the game than where I am right now. So time is meaningful from the standpoint that because it is limited in my human body, I feel an urgency to really make my time work for me as it relates to what I really want in life and not fritter it away, but to be more intentional and to be more almost strategic and purposeful. And it's very empowering when you get like that, when you sort of like reach a point where you take control of the reins because it's kind of like taking control of your life. That, that's a great point. That's one thing that I thought about as well is we all have to take responsibility of our time. It's something that we truly own. 
it's about the only thing we truly own. Absolutely. And so, you know, how do you how do you go about that? I think a big thing with that is knowing, you know, back to do you have a, a clear vision as to how you want to be using your time? Right. And so what would what does that look like? You know, what are some things, some exercises, some tools that that you can help work you through this concept? One of them for me is this whole concept of having an ideal, say, week, month, year, day. I mean, what are some other things that come to mind for you to help our listening audience just get clear as to what they what they want to be doing with their time ideally? Well, for starters, I think that we've talked about as we were heading into this podcast, the kinds of things that we would discuss and how we would look at time as something that needs to be measured and and what types of things are we measuring? What really is meaningful? to be measured in the way of time. I think your idea of sort of looking at time as a percentage, which is something that we talked about before the podcast, I think has some great, if you will, power behind it. Because like most things that we need to get our arms around, in most things that we need to get better at or to master, I think there needs to be some level of deconstruction that goes along with that. And when I say deconstruction, I'm saying, let's look at every component of time. It's broken down into seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades. I think the most important piece of that spectrum of metrics are probably hours, probably days, and probably weeks. Because these segments are the segments I think most of us sort of navigate life with. How long is it going to take you to do that thing? I am going to say probably about an hour. We don't say, um, I'm thinking probably about 53 minutes and maybe 14 to 17 seconds, somewhere, <laughs> so, somewhere in that range. So we think in terms of hours, and then we ask things like, how's your day? What you got going this week? So there's there's a certain cultural embedded code in terms of how we go about life. So that's why I say hours, days, weeks. 20 some years ago when I was working with a coach in NorCal, she gave me an assignment to actually write out my ideal week. And at that time, I had never done anything like that. And it really was a game changer for me. It was the first thing I'd ever done that I looked at after I had written it and thought, wow, that is awesome if I can live that. That is my ideal week. It really is. And then that became like a marker for me, a benchmark or a goal. Can I get to a week like that? And 20 years later, that ideal week, which I've shared with you, it's still valid. Yeah. You know, so it's something when I look back, obviously came from the core of my being. And because I was going through this work with her, I was learning to become authentic. I was learning to really get true with myself and to really understand who I really am. And that was... That was really cool. But even beyond the week, 
to deconstruct by the day and then deconstruct by the hour can be extremely enlightening. It's like the food diary. You know about my transformation with respect to health and food some 20 plus years ago. And over the course of time, I've had a few colleagues and friends that have come to me to say, hey, can you like help me with my this or my that, whether it's weight or this you know, blood test mark or whatever it was. And so I'd say, well, a lot of it has to do with how you're eating. And so the first thing that we did was that we would do a food diary. You remember the food diary? Yeah, I, I did not do the food diary. I knew that. Okay. <laughs> but you remember the concept of the food diary. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's powerful. I see the value in it. It's obviously, yeah. it takes time and intention. It does. And it takes you from illusion to reality. Because we all have this illusion of how we're eating. I can't tell you how many people say, oh, I eat good. No, I do. I said, well, what's good? And let's see how good it is. So here's what I'd like you to do. Take the next three days. Write down every single thing you eat and when you eat it and the amount. Just write it down. I'm not going to judge it. I don't. I can care less what it is. But I'll show you, maybe you don't eat as good as you think you do. And lo and behold, every single time, that's exactly what happened. They'd write things down and I'd say, well, this isn't good. That's not good. And you have these, but you have none of these. So... As always, change starts with awareness. Yeah. So in deconstructing our weeks to our days to our hours, we can see where our time really goes. And, and I think when you when you take a look at time in that way, you know, your ideal day and your ideal week and getting clear on that level, right? And you might not know the details like for this week on there, you might just have, I'll be working a certain amount of hours per day. Right. Yeah. But you don't know what you're going to be working on. Right? Exactly. But then you create that structure. And then I think naturally for me, the way I think about it is once you have that, then you, you know, at this point in time, all of us should have some sort of idea and clarity as to what our life plan, what our this big vision, true vision is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now you you take a look at what that is and then you take a look at the structure that you want to put in place regarding your ideal week. And then how do you construct or get more detailed regarding this ideal week to support this life that you want to live right so what does that look like because you got to make sure that it it ties together it's congruent yeah absolutely in order to get the results that hopefully that you that you want to achieve yeah so those are great points i like that so one exercise that our audience can perhaps participate in is to do sort of a time diary and i would say Take a week, one day each week, and note at the end of each day what you did hour by hour. And look at not only what you did, but you know, think about what you accomplished, the activities that you're engaged in. And I think two things will come up. One is if you put a, let's say, give a numerical metric like for every hour, you did something that you enjoyed, you'd put a one and then see how many hours in the course of that day you actually did something you really enjoyed. And you become aware of how you're moving through your day most of the time without even really thinking about it. And by not thinking about it and by not being a little bit more disciplined and maybe a little bit more structured, but I think more than anything else, aware of how you're really spending your time you don't realize how much time you're actually 
literally just frittering away. Yeah. Or, or doing something that is not really pointed at supporting your life plan. So what are some challenges that most people come across or deal with that take them away from living out their day or their week the way they they truly want to? Here's how it was for me. I'm going to assume that most people have some element of this going on on a day-to-day basis with respect to time. But I was never disciplined enough to actually begin planning out my day time-wise, really, until a few years ago. Michael Hyatt's Focus Planner is probably the most powerful tool I've used to realize how inefficient, and not not that efficiency is like the end game we're shooting for, that's not the point, but inefficient as it relates to, let's say, completing my life plan. Because he has each day mapped out, if you will, and asks his students to map out each and every day and give some understanding around what you're doing and why you're doing that. Right. What's an outcome from that? It gets a little bit, you know, I was extremely resistant to that at first because it just seemed like too much work. And I thought it would be, hey, you know, what am I really going to? gain from this. But truthfully, once I started doing it, I did start gaining an awareness. And then from the awareness, I realized, then I had to ask the question, well, how does that feel to my, I mean, it didn't really feel good in terms of the things I was doing. Some of the things during the day I felt good about, and some of the things I was doing the day I didn't feel good about. Well, why do we do the things that we don't ultimately end up feeling good about? It's a really good question. Right? Because what, you know, I think what you brought up is there's definitely a lack of planning on most people's parts regarding what do I want to get out of this day? Yeah. Because I think a big thing for me is prioritizing and just knowing what it is that I want to accomplish. You know, I think that those are some things. Other challenges I think about is because I don't know and, and I'm not clear as to what I want maybe to get out of that day or what I want to do and realizing that my time is limited that I tend to try to please cater to everyone I say yes to almost everything and so because I don't have that structure that framework I tend to spread myself out a little too thin and just doing things for other people which makes me happy but but ultimately you know sometimes I think about the things that that I want to do for myself and I don't get around to those things and that does not make me happy, right? So I think a big piece for me is prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Just knowing knowing what you want. And today, what are my top three priorities? Yeah. And those things will change daily. But just shifting, shifting those and just taking a look at the list and bringing things down and bringing things up as need be. Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, now that you're mentioning it, when I was doing the the daily focus planner I was coming in. I made the resolution that I would come in early into the office in the morning. I'd spend the first 30 minutes going through my focus daily planner. And I remember feeling really good doing that because I was just so purposeful about the day. It was like, ah, I know at the end of the day, I'm going to get this shit done. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It felt good. 
And so I did it for like, I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> wow. Hey, <laughs> great habit there, bro. But in those two weeks, I probably felt more productive and I probably was more productive, but I didn't give it enough time to form the real habit. So that helped my prioritizing by doing just that exercise every morning. And I'd look at how I was going to like essentially play out my day. And the other thing that comes to mind is I didn't have the discipline necessary to always stick with it. But the discipline, as you say, you feel good about supporting people and people are coming to you or this or that and the other thing. But the reality is they could be taking you away from something really important that you need to do. So there is a bit of discipline and there is a bit of courage to be able to think of yourself before you think of somebody else. And I don't mean just across the board, but you take each instance as it comes. For me, that was helpful as I remember blocking, I do this block time thing, and the block time thing does help me sort of disconnect from everybody and everything else so I can be centered in on one particular task for a particular period of time so I can get the thing done. But I think that when it comes to time, these are things that, again, are all at play. So you've got the prioritization that you talked about, you've got the discipline, but the only way that happens is if you've got to really be like on it and and having these tools is super, super helpful. It definitely is. Outside of challenges, the other, the other thing that I think about are what are, what are the opportunities, right? What are, what are some, some things that we could do? Like you mentioned, these tools that can help us better manage our time, assess our time, create more time, right? Like, you know, one of the things that I've been, been thinking about a lot and a lot more of now nowadays is you know what can i do to outsource certain things back to these activities that i know need to get done but then i always question is that something that i should be doing or is there is there a way to still get it done but that doesn't require you to do it right it might require more money more financial resources But then, you know, I think that's a that's a strategy that I'm just thinking a lot more of nowadays. You know, I also think about spending your free time. Like, how can you spend your free time just wiser? Right. Because you have free time. And you're like, OK, I'm free to do whatever. And, and you tend to do whatever. But sometimes it's not the most. It's not the wisest way to use that that free time. Yeah. So back to. You know, I think one of the things that I've been thinking about more and more as well is just journaling, mm-hmm. right? So with free time, like, okay, this is what I did with my free time, and then just reflecting on that and whether or not is that something that I would want to continue to do with my free time or like, hey, that was good, but you know what? I didn't really get much value out of that, right? And then that's just your your way of telling yourself that next time I'm not going to do that. So just back yeah. to making better decisions sure. too, right? Right. I mean, is there anything else that comes to mind regarding outsourcing, you know, talk about automating, just leveraging? Well, the only thing I can think of more along the lines of opportunities is that one, by using a tool like a focused daily planner of some sorts, where you're breaking down each day by the hour, is that when you see it for what it is, it does give you an opportunity to not only prioritize, but you may realize that you actually have more time 
than you actually think you do. Because I can remember when I went through it the first couple times, I'd list out everything I needed to do and then I'd plug it into the calendar and I'd have like all this open time. Because I do this thing with, this is gonna take 30 minutes, this is gonna take an hour and a half, and so I list these four or five things, the next thing I know, I've got like three, four hours left in the day, the working day. Yeah. So what am I gonna do with that? So now you have an opportunity to bring more to the table, to bring more of anything that's needed that you actually do have time for, that you can sort of add to the list. Yeah. And to also be thoughtful of each of our rhythms in a day, because I can't jump from one project to another, to another, to another, to another. I need some sort of space in between, a recharge time. Walking, for example. If, I, if, if every single task I have to do is sitting, doing something, dude, I am killing myself sitting in that chair for six to eight hours a day, literally. Yeah. I am shortening my life. It could be training. Yeah. Training your energy. Yeah, so opportunity to take the freedom and realizing the importance of working everything in schedule-wise to your rhythm and to what's important for you. So what's important for me is I got to get up every 45 minutes to an hour. I have to get out of that chair and I got to walk. And so like you and I are started starting to do like little walks just to kind of break up uh, the pattern, but those can be scheduled in. I'm done with this. I'm going to take a walk. Yeah. Done with this. I'm going to do a little stretch, exercise, yoga in the chair, whatever it might be. Yeah. Leveraging apps, technology, you know, a calendar, a journal. I mean, there's a number of different things there. I think what all of them end up doing is, and when I think about just say a person's life plan or just going through the life planning process, that at the end of the day for me really comes down to just thinking about what's important to you Mm -hmm. and just knowing what that is. Yeah. And just applying that in, in, in your, in your everyday life. Yeah. Right. So creating those opportunities throughout the day for you to just reflect, sit back and just ask yourself, what's important for me today? You know, what do I need to be doing today? Right. Back to those changes. So, yeah. Great point. So I want to, I want to jump into, we had talked about awareness and how awareness is so important and awareness is you know, it's important in, in this process of change because that's ultimately what we're looking and hoping to do. Change and, and to grow, right? You know, I think life life is all about growth and just being and becoming better than you were, you know, the day before. And so with the awareness piece as it relates to time, you know, you and I went through this exercise. You know, let's talk to the audience a little bit about it. It was a pretty cool exercise. How do you want to begin? So this exercise, really where it, where it came from and it stemmed from is I had you know, I had gone through a study and one of the things that came out of it is they had us do an exercise regarding life expectancy and with that kind of breaking it down and taking a look at not only the number of years but you know the number of days that a person has to live based off of what you know, these life expectancy tables are saying, right? And so, you know, what what Mark and I did is we we did that. We went on this website. It's called blueprintincome.com. It's just a random website I found. They had a great tool on there. You know, it's very quick to, to do. There's a series of, I don't know, maybe five, seven questions relating to your age, your health, 
so on and so forth. And what it did is it spit out a, a life expectancy for each of us. Now, for me, my life expectancy based off of the tool is 92 years old, but I guess based off of the questions and how I answered the questions, it said I had a 75% chance to live to age 83, okay? And so I am, I'm 36 now, turning 37 this year, so I'm just going to use the age 37, I'm living up to age 83, and so what does that look like in terms of you know, measuring how much time I have left based off of, you know, that, that benchmark. And so, you know, with that I have, so it's really a total of 46 years, right? Lucky you, bro. 46 years, but let's break that down even more and what that looks like. So as it, as it relates to the number of days and the math that we did is this is based off of, actually, let me take a step back. We took a look at the number of hours first. So based off of the number of years, Mark and I, each day, assuming that we're, you know, that you're going to have eight hours of sleep, we had 16 hours each day awake that we could use for whatever it might be, right? This time that we have. And so that was a total of 268,000 640 hours. Seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. And what that really breaks down to is 16,790 days. So, I mean, you think of the number of days, right? I mean, if if you're to look at that in terms of money, I mean, $16,000 is a lot of money, but it, it also isn't. I mean, that amount of money could be done pretty, you know, you can get through that pretty quick. In a matter of days for some of us. <laughs> or hours, really. Really. And then taking a look at it in terms of weeks, that's 2,392 weeks. And then in months, that's 552 months for me. Okay. And the way I like to take a look at, I mean, when when I take a look at that number, it's it's eye-opening. I it mean, is. back to this this whole concept of why awareness is so important i look at that and it's not a lot for me there's a sense of urgency and there's a sense of want to be able to invest and utilize the limited amount of time that i have yeah. left on this earth to kind of to live out my life plan right so what what did that look like for you mark let's go over some of those numbers or if maybe if not the numbers. No, let's we'll look at the numbers. Okay, yeah, let's take a look at the, the numbers. Fright, the frightening Fright. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was really very powerful. It doesn't matter where you are in life, but it is very eye-opening. So I went ahead and did the same thing. So my numbers look like this. At my age, my estimated life expectancy is 92. I have a 75% chance I will live to the ripe old age of 84. Now let's do the math. What does that mean for me based on my age? I got 7,665 days. I got 1,092 weeks. Here's the mind blower. I got 252 months to live in this human body, according to these guys. Well, we all know the reality is none of us know when we're going to move on from planet Earth, but... If we use this as just a target for the sake of having a target, I'd say 252 months left to fulfill my life plan is a little bit 
jarring. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I, I, it's not like I'm really, it's not like I'm freaked out about it, but I go, wow, man, I got to get some shit going here. Yeah, like, we got to get I gotta going. I got to pick up the pace. Yeah. I've got to be putting a little bit more energy and some time into some other things. Maybe spend more time doing certain things, less time doing other things. And so this is the this is the power of the awareness. This is the power of using these tools. Uh, that was a phenomenal thing you brought to the table here because it does, without a doubt, put things in perspective. And now we have a choice. If I want to attain this life plan that I have in front of me, which I do, by the way, I got to get it on. Simple. Yeah, I mean, going through these exercises, it's a reminder that time time is limited. Yeah, and I, you know, one of the things that I, that I um, that I took from from this, and and I heard you know somebody else kind of take this information and create a powerful and strong way to utilize this information for them in their lives was, you know, just imagine say for me in terms of weeks just because back to us thinking about we tend to think about hours days and weeks yeah right in terms of time yeah right so if we took if we took weeks and for me there's 2392 weeks if i took that many marbles and put it in the jar and just said these are the number of weeks that i have left the number of fridays whatever it might be and every single time a week was has gone and passed by. I took out a mar- marble out of that jar, and you just see that jar slowly getting empty, right? Over time, I mean, how powerful would that be? I mean, what a great way to remind yourself that, you know, that there should be not just a sense of urgency, but also appreciation of the time that we do have here on Earth to do whatever we need to do, and just taking responsibility and and just kind of owning that. Right? I think it's important. Amen. Well said. That's why we're doing this podcast on time, because it is that important in living out the life you want to live. Pretty simple, plain and simple. How could you see right now in your life, what would be one change you could make on time in relation to time that could help support your life plan? Well, one change that I'm in the middle of making right now is, you know, back to this, just taking a look at what opportunities you have is I, you know, I've had conversations here, you know, at work here at our firm and have really been pushing for a, a four week schedule for myself. And so that for me is four day, four day per week, per week, four day work week. Correct. And so that when when I sat down and I really thought about what I wanted, what I wanted to accomplish and how I could structure my weeks, it really came down to, you know, spending less time working, in this case, working for money specifically, right? I need to generate a certain amount of income to support a certain lifestyle that I'm living. But being intentional and value, you know, back to valuing time more. And so that's what I'm look, looking to do. That was a big step for me. And, and I'm very thankful for the support that I have here at the firm. You know, obviously, Corey, who's the, who's the owner, and as well as with you, Mark, and you being on the team. But that, for me, that was one of my first steps is really thinking about what I wanted and just, just having a conversation yeah. and just saying, hey, 
I've been thinking about this. Is this possible? Mm-hmm. You know, can can I make this happen? It's important to me, and this is why, right? And just knowing kind of what's in my heart and sharing that with people. And I think naturally, you know, if if they love you and they want they want to see you succeed and want you to be happy, they'll they'll support you in that. And so that was that was one thing that I did. And I think the next step for me now is really organizing my Fridays because mm-hmm. I've gotten to a place where I've been able to do a, a little bit of everything with that free time and it's been great and I feel like I've been able to bring up certain areas in my life up a couple levels right but now now that I feel good about that it's you know I want to take a step back and and just really be strategic and mindful of okay, now how should I be looking at my Fridays and what should I be doing with them, right? So, you know, Mark, as as my life planner, uh, those are conversations that I, I want to have sometime soon as it relates to, you know, just just moving forward and, and making adjustments and reprioritizing and just making sure that I'm making wise decisions with those those Fridays because, you know, assuming that, that I am able to get them on a, on a permanent basis, I do not want to take that for granted, and I do not want to waste that time. Yeah, right? good for you. Yeah. Important. What about for you, Mark? What are some things that you think about or some next steps that you can take as it relates to time? I think my next step really is I got to get back to the daily focus planner routine that I started because, as I shared before, I felt much more in control of what was sort of outputting for the day and felt much better going into the day, much more focused into the day. I've got a lot on my plate here. I tend to get a little scattered. Um, I make my lists, but every day it's gotta be a little bit slightly reprioritized, and the best time to do that is before the day begins. Because the best part of my day always is early morning. I've got a great routine, as I've shared, the daily meditation for an hour, the workout, some of the now the kundalini stuff that I'm integrating in. I mean, I feel spiritually grounded. Body is, feels sort of at ease, but strong. And so to kind of show up, walk through the doors here at our firm, and the very first thing, perhaps while I'm eating my sweet potato and coconut oil, which is my pretty much go-to breakfast, but I go through that daily focus planner and I look at each hour for the day coming up and I have it pretty much planned out and I just stay to the, true to the plan, pretty basic. Like so many things, it's just the basic stuff, just keep doing it and get to a point where it truly is a habit. I think that's my big change on time right now. Okay. Yep, and I'm looking forward to it. I am too. Thank you. And I'm supporting you and yours. <laughs> I mean, so so with that, I know we've we've discussed and talked about a, a number of different tools and exercises. We'll definitely reference that in the show notes and have any links or attachments. We will indeed. Besides that, is anything else that we want to mention before we we end this this discussion about time? Well, I think that we'll come back to time at some time because of the five areas of mastery. To some degree, they're all interconnected. They are. And interrelated. Time's a thread that runs through all five of them. Our next subject matter is energy. How we can best manage our own energy. What does that mean? 
And that has a time element to it. All of them do. The resources, the money part of the resources, the skills, the relationships. Time plays into pretty much all of those. Energy plays a part in all of those. So we'll come back to it. But I think for the moment, this is a good basic start on time. Mm-hmm. Really want to encourage our listening audience to, to number one, discover for yourself how much time you got based on a life expectancy. Yeah. I mean, just for the fun of it. Yeah, the, just start just with that. Just put it in perspective. Great point. Number two is start doing the diary-like stuff or get something like a focus plan, planner tool. Begin journaling, become really aware of what you're doing with your time and your waking hours. And it does need to be congruent in support of your life plan and the things that you really love doing. Identify for yourself what those things are, the things you must have on a daily or a weekly basis. The ideal week is a great exercise. It's a great exercise. Encourage everyone to do that. Just write out what a perfect week would be for you. And don't hold back. I mean, make it exactly what you want. We too often settle and we too often feel we have to fall into cultural norms, be it in the workplace, be it in the family, whatever it is. I mean, it just know where you are, know who you are. Just be authentic to that. Have the courage to at least acknowledge it. And then, then comes a step of how much of this can I play out? Can I play it all out? Hopefully you can. So I would... <clears throat> I would move forward with some of those activities. And those are my final thoughts on today's episode. How about you, my friend? No, that's that's pretty much it. I think we covered everything okay. I was hoping to cover. Yeah. Cool. So we will hope and we will project with great confidence that this very episode on time will be one of many in which our listening audience out there in podcast land, as a result of the work we're doing in the podcast, will help move the needle for them in what two areas in being free and being happy amen brother all right till next time we'll see you then thank you bye-bye some of the concepts and tools used in the process of helping you discover a more balanced and inspired life are provided by the kinder institute money quotient and the strategic coach These may be referenced throughout different episodes of the podcast, and you can learn more about each of them in our show notes at hwph.org. You can also find more information about the work Mark and Aries do at sandiegowealth.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and available directly via email with feedback, questions, and more at us at hwph.org. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.